0: You get record I'm, I'm recording <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't join us up you don't have just, to just, just for this just for this bit come and share so last night so James and the youth group some of the youth leaders were talking about this issue of you know uh, women uh, preaching women teaching um, I'll let you guys say more so
1: what, what was the basic discussion around? Well, hello Bible Boys listeners. Uh, we have here Self. Hello, Self.
2: Hey. Hello. W-
1: welcome. You are a first-time Bible Boys guest and uh, never a Bible Boys listener. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is
2: correct. I have never listened to an episode before. There you um, go. This so is new experience well,
1: You know what? This is a uh, this is a first time experience in style. Instead of just listening, you are participating. Mm. That's it, That's right. Yeah.
2: That's,
1: that's it. right. That's right. And uh, Pip was not there last night. No. And if he was there, he would know it was about men and women in church ministry, in general. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> self, uh, how do you how do you find last night? Um, and what did we go through?
2: Yeah, last night was really uh really good. Um, I think it was definitely new information uh, for a lot of people that were there at the night, um, and I think it was just helpful to get some clarification on a few of the things that people had questions on. Um, in terms of the format of the night, we sort of um, yeah, we sort of had a, a wide-angle view of men and women working together throughout the the Bible. So. Um, James started in Genesis and uh, took us through a number of key passages. We had a look at the life of Jesus and his relationship with women. Um, and then we yeah, also went into those, um, those more uh, well-known associated passages with women in ministry and church, um, which is uh, the 1 Corinthians 14 and uh, 1 Timothy 2 passages. Um, so it was a helpful evening. Of course, you can't tackle everything in such a short amount of time um but yeah i think it was a time that was helpful for people to explore yeah
1: nice no i'm thankful that you felt it was helpful um i guess so from from your perspective was there anything that you felt was a helpful reminder um that that struck you
2: um yeah i, I mean i grab my notes because I can't remember it
1: all. This is the Bible boys. We we have no notes. There are no, no notes. notes. But it. if you want to. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> I can't remember. I just need to refresh Yeah, sure. Go for, go, go for
2: it. Feel
0: free. So, so what, what are some of the key, I guess, Bible passages that you looked at last night? Because we are the Bible boys after all. That's right. So, we want to stay grounded in the Bible. The Bible. So, when it comes to men and women in ministry, in yes. these discussions, what are some of the key texts that come to mind for you?
1: Sure, all right. Well, uh, there are a few things that came to mind uh, and we went through last night. So first of all is actually taking a look at Genesis 1 and 2, and in particular, remembering that the context within which God says that it is not good that man should be alone, uh, isn't that Adam was lonely. In Genesis 2, 18, when God says it is not good that man should be alone, it's actually in the context of verse 15. Um, that Adam was alone. In verse 15, the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden to work it. And so actually it's in the context of working for God that um, God said it is, is not good that man should be alone. And so um, Eve's creation was not primarily because there was some relational need that Adam required, even though I'm sure that is something that is a wonderful joy of, of what we then see in the first marriage. But actually it's in the context of service. And so a woman as helper, um, which again, helper and and also helper in the Old Testament is most commonly associated with God as the the strong, necessary reinforcements for for Israel. Um, So woman as helper um, is helper uh, in in the work of the Lord, Mm. the work that God has called humanity to flourish in. That's pretty key. So it's back. Was yeah. announced. <laughs> hey, yourself. Hello. Pip just asked me what were some of the key passages, but I guess we'll go back to the question for you. Uh, th- there were more. That's uh, helpful because yeah. I guess with that Genesis,
0: when it says it's not good for man to be alone, you could put that positively and say it's good for man to have people uh, yes. help, like have help. Yes. And to be help and to, you know...
1: Yeah, that's right. To partner in, in the work of God. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, we can talk about some of the other passages in a bit. But, back yeah. um, the, the question was, uh, yeah, were there particular things that struck you that you found helpful as a reminder? Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, in terms of um, sort of newer things that I hadn't given much thought um, about, I think uh, one thing in particular that you mentioned was um, how Jesus' ministry was funded. Um, and that verse in uh, Luke, which I think was, um, that was Luke 8, 1 to 3. And this, yeah, this idea that they're basically rich women who are funding the ministry um, of Jesus uh, and his disciples, so that they can focus on, um, yeah, doing ministry with a good chunk of time of their lives. Mm. Um, so I actually had never heard of that before um, and never picked it up in my own reading. So that was um, definitely good. And also the um, aspect of uh, Phoebe uh, is the one to carry around the letter of Romans to all the different churches. And exactly. I know that you said that this was speculation, um, but yeah, it was likely that the messenger, uh, the person carrying the letter would then have to um, yeah, take any on any questions or confusions about what was said in the letter. Um, so those, those were things that were definitely I hadn't heard before. Mm. Um, so it was encouraging to hear. I think overall, it's just really uh, good to hear a clear, strong message that um, women are not commanded, sorry, women are commanded to not teach, not because they're incapable or because they're easily deceived or um, because they're somehow worse teachers. Um, and I think even though we know those things in our hearts, I don't know why, but sometimes they like just start creeping in again. Well, what if it is that? What if it is that? And so it's good to be reminded over and over again. Actually, no, it's not that hmm. um, at all. And there are so many ways that women can be serving and teaching um, other people in the church that we can be building up one another and loving hmm. one another. Um, yeah. So I think overall, that's that's what I took away from the night.
1: That's really encouraging, and thanks for sharing that. Yeah. The uh, the Roman sixteen thing about Phoebe, is it like it's. I'm always struck by that like it's a big responsibility. Who is
0: Phoebe? What, what was she up to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, we are the Bible boys. Yeah, and it's important to we gotta go to, the Bible. to take a look at the Bible. Romans 16.
0: Cuz I, I was actually reading that um that bit in Luke where you have Joanna and Su- is it Susanna? The ladies that were that were funding kind of helping yeah. out of their own means. That's right. the right. ministry. Yes. And one of them had this weird relationship with Herod. Yes. I can't remember what it was. Well, we we could
1: look at that. Why don't we look at that? Luke Luke eight. Luke eight Because in... we are the Bible boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plus girl. That's right.
2: Making... <laughs> that's right. That's
1: right, that's right. Self witherage. <clears throat>
2: Bible boys plus girl. That's
1: right. Yeah, okay,
0: so so Luke eight, verses one and two. So he's got the twelve with him, verse two. And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Chooser, want to say chooser, um, the manager of Herod's household, and Susanna and many others. These women were helping to
1: support them out of their own means. Yeah, mm. it's a big thing there, right? So the manager of Herod's household um, was also supporting Jesus's ministry mm. with with the, uh, with the with the apostles. So it's quite I'm big. Sure, Herod was none too pleased about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he didn't know. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, S- sneaky money going yeah. on the side. Yeah.
0: Where, where you? She's, she's moonlighting.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right.
2: I Joanna. assume also like manager of a household would have been quite a big responsibility. Um, I mean, I don't know about it too much about it historically in this context, but I know historically in other contexts, like a manager of a household was responsible for quite a lot and potentially also the money of the household maybe, but. Yeah, um.
1: that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's helpful there. Yeah uh romans 16 1 to 2 i'll read romans 16 uh from verse 1 it says i commend to you our sister phoebe a deacon of the church in oh, i'm not sure how to pronounce this now Senkri, or Chenkri. i ask you to receive her in the lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you for she has been a be- been the benefactor of many people including me so, this is a uh, part of Romans where Paul is sort of rounding out the book, but he's giving a particular number of greetings, mm. um, and he has a list of people who he greets from verses 3 to 16, but in verses 1 to 2, he says, I commend to you a sister Phoebe. So, presumably, this is because Phoebe was the one who is actually bringing the letter of Romans to the churches of Rome, um, and that's quite a big task uh, to be given. Um, and yes, there's, there's speculation, so this is the thing that Seth was alluding to, that um uh, you know, messengers may have been required to, to help explain tricky bits of, of messages. But we can't dogmatically say, you know, that's absolutely what yeah. happened. But it is, it is still telling that Paul entrusted um, the letter of Romans. Uh, very tricky. Some might say difficult to understand. Yeah. Some yes. might say yeah. uh, difficult letter mm. um, to pick So, yeah. Or you, you see in the ministry of port men and women working together.
0: When it's in verse 2 and it says, she, For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Does that mean that she funded some of his ministry or received? Yeah, good question. Um,
1: it could. could. Yeah. That's what that means, right? Benefactor to, to kind of... Um, I think some of the translations as she has been very beneficial to me as well, right, but okay. I'm, I'm not sure. sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. it, could, it could mean that, Pip. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, nice. Um, so f- thanks so much for joining us on a whim. Um, <laughs> it was very... Uh, sorry, it was, uh, were there other things that you thought would be helpful to share or any other thing you'd like to
2: say? Oh, it's, it's just great to be here on The Bible Boys. So I'll have to start listening yeah, from now yeah. <laughs> this, this is
0: all just a big ploy to like, you uh, listen
1: to it. Now that you're on it, you've got to listen I to have it. to. That's yeah. that. it. That's right. So if you're welcome to join us as we talk about some random stuff, uh, but no obligation, well, what do you reckon?
2: Feel free. Sure. Uh. Stick around.
1: Welcome to The Bible Boys, everyone. My name's James. I'm Pip. And, and
2: I'm Sophie. <laughs> Woo!
1: Yes.
0: Self-aware okay. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's 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 get into it. Um, normally, what we do is we just talk a bit about what we've been up to, and then we talk about what we've been reading and uh, what what's been on our mind. So um, maybe maybe have
1: a think. Yeah. And um, James, what have you been up to? I have been looking at new movie trailers. Oh yeah. So this past week, there've been a bunch of new movie trailers for some films. Uh, uh, Justice League Snyder cut, which is not really a new film, but it's a new cut of that film. Uh, we've got The Batman, the, mm. the, the new Batman film. Another one. That's right. And do you know who the new Batman is, Pip? I, I actually heard that it's <laughs> Macaulay Culkin
0: or owner. <Coda. laughs> <laughs> and it's like, he tricks the Joker by, like, putting paint cans around the house and, like... <laughs> <laughs> so, how often does Pip bring up Macaulay Culkin in your a lot. life? Him <laughs> and <laughs> Adam Sandler and uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Tom
2: Hanks. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: right. Because as soon as you started, I knew Macaulay Culkin <laughs> was coming. That's <laughs> that's how well I know you now, Pip. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Instead of Brian, it's Batman. <laughs>
0: it's
2: like Pip has built up a certain number of like movie experiences, but he can't. Move behind. <laughs> no. yeah, that's present, all he knows. He's stuck in the nineties. That's yeah. right. That's
1: right. Mm. Um, Self, do you know who the new Batman
2: is? I do not know.
1: So get this, friends. It's Edward Cullen himself, Robert Pattinson. Wow. Really? Yes. That
2: is surprising. That's
1: right, and I think he looks really good. Okay. Yes. Uh, so or Pip, were you ever Twilight fans?
0: What? I have I have seen one of the Twilights. Which one? Don't know. Oh, Dawn Part 2 or something? Twilight. Breaking, oh. Dawn? Breaking Dawn? Breaking Dawn Part 2. D- yeah. I think I saw Part 2 without seeing Part 1. Don't think I missed anything, to be honest. Because it's
1: pretty... Um, you know. Did you see the baby face?
0: Which one? Uh, That's
1: Breaking Dawn Part 2, where there's like... A baby. Uh, look, I don't know if our listeners I listeners care about I saw a lot of things that disturbed me. <laughs> <laughs> honest, so. Anyway, but yes. So yeah, Robert Pattinson's the new Batman. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. But it doesn't come out till next year. So yeah. Bad. But Robert Pattinson's also in this new Christopher Nolan film that's coming out in limited release as well. Tenet. Tenet. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Because that's about like... I think Christopher Nolan, he likes to do the whole time-space oh, thing. That's right. You know? Yeah. So there'll be some physics questions coming up for that one. <laughs>
1: I
2: think my you know opinion or, or, or view of Robert Pattinson has been tainted by Twilight. Because mm. uh, I don't particularly associate Twilight with great acting. Mm. But now I think about it, um, Robert Pattinson has been in some, some good movies. Like Water for Elephants um, yeah. was really good. Uh, good movie did that for year 12 HSC hey. there you go um, there you go it was in Harry Potter of course was oh yes one? and Cedric Diggory
0: the man isn't he also like a singer songwriter poet kind of guy is he oh no I'm thinking of Banjo Patterson <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh <it's> so funny <laughs> <laughs> you know, Steph, yeah. um, giving commentary on Pip's jokes yeah. Every week. yeah oh you're so funny yeah. uh <laughs> What about you, so What have you been up to? What's been the highlight of your past week?
2: The highlight of my past week? Um, I've been watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, so I feel like I'm in a bit of a, a medical mindset at the moment. Um, but I also saw on Facebook, um, there's a, a doctor who like live reacts to different medical shows and apparently Grey's Anatomy is not very medically accurate, mm. which is not surprising, which is not surprising. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's what I've been watching. Um, you know, our latest episode, there was a boy who lay down in quick drying cement and they had to free him from the cement in the emergency room. Oh, wow. I don't think, I don't know if that's ever happened before in real life. <laughs> i <is>. sure <laughs> <laughs>
1: Lots of things happen in hospitals. Yeah. Mm. Viv, um, Viv's watched Grey's Anatomy. Um, I don't think she's... I don't think anyone's up to date. It's like 20 seasons then or something like that.
2: Yeah, 15, I think. My sister is actually up to date. She asked for 15, season 15 for her birthday, which had not come out on any of the streaming services yet, but had come out on DVD. So she, I think she owns all of the DVD seasons and has watched all of them.
1: I was saying this to Pip last week that, or the week before that, um, you know, that, there was a survey done about a, or a bunch of doctors saying which medical show they thought was the most you know, accurate. And they're saying Scrubs is the most accurate. Mm. Grey's Anatomy is what some doctors wish was the case. Yeah. like Because they're like, oh, look at all the romance and stuff. And I was like, mm. oh, okay. Like, okay, cool.
2: <laughs> to be honest, I'm kind of glad it's not like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Because right. they seem very distracted from actual doctoring.
1: Over romantic relationships? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you, all right, like I've never really watched it But do you get like a scene where they're trying to do surgery But they're arguing over a boyfriend or something That happens like, like every episode <laughs> Does it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: definitely a lot of OR arguing wow. It's definitely
0: a lawsuit in there somewhere That's Or it.
2: OR flirting oh, It's either one or the
1: other Right, there you go
2: Really, That's,
1: so. it. That's it Now, Pip and Self, you also shared via Insta Stories A, a tragedy Tragedy for yourself. Oh yeah. yeah that was to...
2: a very like like I can't express how disappointed I was. I was heartbroken.
0: So Soph loves Turkish Delight Chocolate. Turkish Delight Cadbury chocolate. And she bought two blocks and one was fine. But the other one bit into it and it was No no delight. It was no delight. It was no <laughs> Turkish. It was just pure chocolate it was a, just, a it's just milk chocolate it was just a yeah. it was chocolate. just a plain yeah. version It Did, didn't
2: matter how much further we got into the block of chocolate yeah still yes. yeah no turkish delight
0: so it's either like a freak conveyor belt accident yes. or some really diabolical and trivial <laughs> uh disgruntled worker just at, at the cabin me. factory yeah yes you, so. yes so how strange is that? Yeah, that's you know? a bit strange. Now yeah. if,
1: if they can get that wrong, what else are they gonna do? What wrong, else are they gonna do? Like when they say this is milk chocolate, what if it's not actually milk chocolate? Yeah. What yeah.
0: if it's poison? What if it's poison? Or, <laughs> or something like that, you know? That's right.
1: That would be a Joker scheme. Yeah. Right, anyway. That's right. What about you, Pip? What have you been up to?
0: Oh look, I've been doing this and that, that and this. Um, played soccer, one two nil. Big time. Um, did you kick any of those girls? I no. didn't, but I was I always say to Soph, every time I come home, I'm like, Yeah, we won two 0 three 0 she's like, did you score? I'm like, No, but I was instrumental. I was instrumental in a and lot then of things I it. roll my eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: sure. That's good, Pip. That's good. good That's trap. Instrumental good is like a striker to Set up goals and not score them.
0: Yes. I think <laughs> instrumental is an adjective that, you know, people use loosely. You know, I was instrumental in this, I was instrumental in that.
1: Well, you, you bring the vibes to the Yeah, player.
0: that's right, that's right. Because I used to, when I was a kid, I used to be really quick. And I, I play striker, because yeah. I used to be really, really quick. Oh. But now I'm not very quick. And so I can't run past defenders. So I get the ball, I hold it up, and I wait for my midfielders to run past me. <laughs> and then I pass it through and they score. So... You know,
2: you possibly shouldn't be striker anymore. Then, well,
0: yeah, okay. <laughs> Tell that to the coach. Right? <laughs> but I feel like I I am the John the Baptist of soccer. Go on, right? So like, I I might not score the goals, but I set up
1: a lot. You you basically <laughs> say to your midfielders, you must increase. Yes, I, I must, must decrease. decrease.
0: You must go forward. I must stay still. <laughs> you right. know. That's right. Um, It was interesting. So, like, you know, just to segue into what we've been reading. Yes. That was uh, the bit where... In in Luke, where where Jesus is like... um, um, He's talking to people about John the Baptist. And he's like, of those born of women... Yes. No one is greater than John the Baptist. Mm. Big call, right? Yeah, that's a big call. Um, Yeah, so... Yes, um, in John, uh, Luke chapter 7, from verse 24, mm-hmm. um, you know, after John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. And this is like Jesus, you know, I can imagine him being like, what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed sway by the wind? No, 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 no. <laughs> if not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, 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 no. <laughs> those who wear expensive clothes and indulge in luxury are in palaces. Duh. All right. <laughs> but what did you... <laughs> this is the Pip with yeah. translation. <laughs> this is if I was... But, but what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes. <laughs> I tell you, and more than a prophet, this is the one about who written the prophecy. I'll send my messenger ahead of you to prepare the way for you. Um, I tell you, among those born of women, there is no one greater than John. Big call. So it's like John yes. is literally the best person ever, except for Jesus.
1: Yes. You know,
0: um, yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you could draw. You could draw like a little chart. It's like, you know, of those born of women, like, I, uh, you know, you could write a little program for it. If born of women, less than John if in kingdom of heaven greater than john
1: that's when the program explodes
0: yes yes and that's when i realize i'm i'm using powerpoint and not excel (laughs) um yeah so it's interesting and someone asked the question why does why is john described as like the best person and i think it's the way that i kind of explained it um because we were reading in a group last night um and i'm not sure if this is the best explanation or even the right explanation but this is what i said i said John has the most important role in salvation history up until this point, which is to be the one who who is the immediate uh, predecessor, I guess, or the person before Jesus. So he gets to like literally tee up. He gets the assist. Mm-hmm. Right? He gets the, the touch of the ball. And this is where scored. we're back to soccer. Yeah, yeah.
2: I was waiting for it. Do <laughs> we you know what I mean? Do
0: you know what I mean? Yes, so, yes. It, basically, I'm the best soccer player, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I
2: mean, Jesus is the one to actually of course, score the of goal. Of course, of no, course. Right.
0: Jesus is not playing soccer.
2: <laughs> but John the Baptist is. <laughs> no, but
0: um, the, in the analogy, I'm John the Baptist. <laughs> anyway, that's where, that's where the analogy stops. Yeah, gotcha,
1: gotcha. Right. Hey, um, uh, you've been doing a Monday night reading group through Luke? Yeah, that's right. How, how's that been recently?
0: It's been good. We've got like a smallish group of people who are, some are like, catholic background some are you know not church background some are just people from church who are just trying yeah, nice. to read some luke so yeah no it's been really good um and yeah that was one of the questions and what and the and the kind of part after that is why the people in the kingdom of god even the least of them and i was kind of saying like it's kind of like he's just saying imagine imagine that you know the kingdom of God was just like a society, and you got like a little boy sitting in the corner. Mm. Even that kid is better than John the Baptist, yeah, beca- because he's in the kingdom of God. Yes, and he's getting people to realize, you know, um, even if you're the top dog here and now, in the time to come, you know, being in relationship with God, knowing salvation through Jesus, being in heaven, yeah. all those things is going to be so much more important yes. than having an important role in salvation history
1: now. There you yeah. go. I think anyway. that's really helpful. It's very helpful. And it speaks to how becoming a Christian, following Christ, like it is such a wonderful state to be in. Mm. Um, not just now, but into the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. What about you? What have you been... like? I know you've been looking at the women and uh, men and women kind of verses and passages. Hmm. Anything else that you've been reading that you
1: want to share? Uh, I'm in uh, Ephesians right now in my personal Bible reading. Continuing on with Leviticus, um, but I'm also in Ephesians right now. Ephesians chapter 2 is what I read yesterday. Um, and uh, was just reminded of something really interesting. So I'll go to Ephesians chapter 2. Um, Thinking a bit about church um, and and God's church, but at the very end, there's this wonderful picture that I think I tend to forget when it comes to Ephesians two. So verse twenty one onwards. So in Him, as in Christ, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. That's profound. Mm. God lives in the church by His Spirit. Mm. So I was just thinking, you know, if I said, "Where does God live?" I go, "Well, uh, God's in heaven," and God is is, you know, omnipresent. He's He's everywhere. There's no way you can go that God isn't. But where does God live? Well, I might say God lives in my heart, but actually, Ephesians two, God lives in the church.
0: Mm.
1: And I, I I think that there's so much there that I haven't really pondered. Deeply, that in the the gathering of God's people, um, mm. God dwells. Yeah, because I often think of like the Holy Spirit lives in the individual Christian. Yeah.
0: But here, somehow, there's like a, this image of like the church collectively, the Holy Spirit living in and amongst the group. So, yes. Yeah. What's the significance of that? Do you think? Like.
1: Do you have any thoughts on that, Seth?
2: I'm still just processing processing the verse Mm -hmm. I think there's like I guess there's an aspect of unity there is something special when Mm. Christians come together that's I think yeah almost well, unified unto Jesus but almost unified by the spirit Mm. Um, and I think yeah there's a real outworking of um, that brother and sister love and oneness within the church because of the spirit
1: yeah no, thank you. That That's that's a good insight. And that actually links to like Ephesians 4, because at the start of Ephesians 4, he says, you know, um, verse 3, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace, one body, one Spirit, just as you were called to one help when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Um, so almost the, the way in which we keep our unity is actually how we keep in the Spirit, um. Mm. yeah yeah that's quite you know what now now I'm thinking that yeah not being able to gather not being able to to see this physical manifestation of God's church is there a sense in which we're we're, we're not able to experience the dwelling of God in our midst mm. is that is that something you can capture on online for example
0: Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. isn't there a verse somewhere I just trying to think, about like the the gathering of christians being assigned to the like the spiritual rulers and authorities about what's that passage just, colossians or
1: uh, it's in colossians but it's also in ephesians 3 as well maybe that's what you're thinking about in ephesians 3 verse 10 um, that through the church the manifold wisdom of god should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms is that yeah, what you think yes, about yeah
0: yes yes yeah so that maybe i don't know like if Every time the church gathers, it's like that's a that's a signal to the mm. spiritual powers that, mm. um, yeah, of, of God's wisdom in, like, yes. accomplishing
1: all this. Yeah. Yeah. What about yourself? What have you been reading recently in the Bible?
2: Yeah, I've been reading the Psalms in my own quiet time, so I'm up to Psalm 10. I've actually never read through the whole Psalms, sort of, mm. you know, I've obviously read it you know this psalm here and there but never sort of read it as a whole um, mm. collection of writings in, in one book um yeah so much chapter 10 i find it really interesting because i've heard people say like some psalms are lament psalms mm. and some psalms are praise psalms um but the more i read i think even if there's a so chapter 10 is where i'm up to and chapter 10 was i guess definitely a lament psalm the mm. it's not written by david as far as we know but it's this this author who is um so frustrated and upset at all of the, the hurt and pain in the world caused by people uh, who who are stronger or more able and causing hurt on people like the poor. Mm. Um, and so it's definitely a lament psalm, but it never, I don't think I've yet to find a song that stays in a lament. The psalm ends in praise of who God is. And that sort of made me think about the way we kind of in our own prayers, it's important to bring frustrations to God. Mm. I think sometimes we feel like we're not allowed to be angry with God or upset with Him, Mm. Um, but I think it is important to bring those frustrations with God. But at the same time, God's not like your, you know, you don't just like vent to God and complain. Um, You don't stay in that space. Um, And I think I've I've done this before, just being able to bring your frustrations to God, then I think in turn does make you realize who Mm. He is. yeah, just talking that all through with God um, leads you to to remember that God actually hears your prayers and will, you know, is 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 heartbroken by the hurt in the world as well. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I've been reading um, the Psalms. It's enjoying it a lot. Um, it's been a very beneficial time.
1: Mm. Mm. Uh, that's thanks, awesome. Thanks for sharing. Yeah,
0: that's so
1: good. Yeah, the uh, bringing bringing your f- emotions to God, He wants to hear. There's mm. more. There's a wonderful line in the Book of Common Prayer. It's like God is far more willing to listen than we are to pray.
2: Mm. Mm. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Yeah, and I think like that. Yeah, that picture of bringing your emotions to God, but then letting them um, yes be framed by God's character yeah. as well. Yeah, mm. it's it's yeah. It's important to remember that you reading your Bible or praying to God. It's not all about about you and mm. you know, what you can get out of it. It's actually about coming to God and knowing who he is.
0: Mm. Here's a question I have about, um, like, the psalmist, uh, psalmists, I think there's multiple, <laughs> tend, like, they really pour out their soul to God. And that's, I, you know, that serves as a model of, like, how we are to come to God and kind of, you know, pour, pour ourselves out to him in a sense. What would you, what would you say to people who are... Um, you know, by nature or by personality, unemotional.
1: Do you know what I mean? You're speaking from experience, Pip? I
0: don't know. Like, I I feel like I would struggle to get into a zone where I'm pouring out my soul to God in prayer. Do you know what I mean? I I tend to pray quite, uh, I don't know, practically or like matter-of-factly and like, you know, I pray that this would go well, I pray that you'd forgive me for this and... You know, and I don't know, is it a, like a deficiency, you know, like should, is that just like a natural personality trait or should we, is it an area of of growth where it's like you can become more emotional and you can mm. um, become more like the psalmist? Yeah, what because I know some, you know, some Christian leaders, you know, pretty, you know, pretty big deal Christian leaders who are, you know, who seem pretty um unemotional, do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Even that whole language of emotional versus unemotional and like yeah, it's it's very vague, but mm-hmm. yeah, any, any thoughts, anyone's thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean I think like in the same way that in your relationship with other people, they're not very um deep and honest relationships if you can't share personally. I mean, Pip, we're married, um and yeah, and and you you still share with me. I don't I don't I wouldn't describe you as you know overly emotional all the time or anything. But we have a, a deep relationship because we share personally, and so I think to some extent that needs to be the same with God. Um, you have a relationship with God, and so there does need to be a degree of of personal, um, yeah, sharing and openness uh, to God, um, as well. I don't know. I don't know that you necessarily you know need to be crying or anything like that but it's i reckon worth reflecting on a bit more as to why why that isn't the case whether whether that's mm. your experience or somebody else's experience um yet yeah, to reflect on okay well maybe thinking more about why why aren't i emotional um, mm. and i don't know where that would lead
1: mm. Mm. i think we we have emotions um the way you articulate them can be very different like i know a guy who when he's you know when he's on red cordial and up to 11, he just smiles. Like, yeah, That's, yeah, that's yeah, his. Yeah. Whereas me, when I'm on red cordial and up to 11, I'm like, woo! <laughs> you know, I'm a curly-whirly, right? Like, <laughs> he's beginning. That's right, that's <laughs> right. It's so an
2: official term, curly-whirly. That's right, that's right.
1: Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, the, the articulation of it can differ. And I think the psalms, it's important to remember they're songs. Mm. So they're deliberate. there's a sense in which they're, they're meant to be evocative mm. um, imagery. I think we need to be careful when people say this is how you should be feeling, or this is exactly how you're feeling. But rather, their their uh, imagery and, and pictures that uh, ca- capture the human emotional experience. Mm. Maybe not at all times, but yeah. So I, I don't. Maybe you could self-reflect and think about uh, other ways you could grow in the way you articulate your emotions, mm. which can also help in the way you counsel and pastor people. Mm. I was just talking to someone last night over the phone and the way I talk to him is very different to the way I talk to someone else because I know who he is and I need to match the way I articulate things based on how he does things mm. you've got to be really careful of being like oh you know the way you, you are needs to be this, the way you are all the time in all mm. times and places yeah. Um, yeah and some people like an overly like there's this is one preacher who I, I do love but he every time he's preaching it sounds like he's crying yeah, it's very hard to listen to. Yeah. Um. Uh, and uh, but I also understand it, right? But yeah, I guess my point there is that if, if you're always like that, like you know, if you imagine like,
2: Pip,
1: yeah, yeah, it's
0: time for the Bible boy. Yeah, yeah. would know, be like, oh, okay. Is is the preacher you're thinking of? Uh, overseas, yes. like American. Yes. Is it Paul? Or someone. No, it's not. Is it Matt
1: someone? No, you were thinking of Paul Washer. Yeah, it was. Paul Washer doesn't sound like he's he's he, Paul Washer goes between crying and scolding. <laughs> yeah, in his tongue. I was actually thinking about David Platt, but yeah. Oh okay. Right yeah. On. Anyway, there you go. Um, does that help at all? Yeah, uh, totally. All sorts of things.
2: I mean, it's interesting to say that I think it's um, um this statistic might be wrong, but um thirty four percent of the Bible is written in poetry or song. Wow. And why? I mean, think through why did God want his Bible, his word, 34% of it to be written in poetry and song. Mm. Um, Yeah, I think there's something, yeah, as you were saying, Mm. that imagery and that um, kind of capturing the human emotions Mm. or the experiences of life, something important in the way that that's communicated from generation to generation. Yeah,
1: Mm. and there's a timelessness to it, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Shall we move on? Yes, I mean, have we got any um,
0: email this week? Oh, we do have email. (laughs) (laughs)
1: From a loyal listener, a very serious question. Hey, oh sorry, hello Bible boys. I grew up with much affection for Winnie the Pooh and his friends. However, one question has always plagued me as the years have gone by. That is, what is the point of Pooh's little red crop top? Surely the function is not modesty because his bottom half is bare. And it's not comfort because when the... When a top is that short, how could it possibly be comfortable? Same goes for warmth and protection from the elements. To add to this puzzle, Piglet wears a stripy suit, whereas Tigger, Eeyore and other friends are all clothesless. Why the inconsistency? And why don't the friends find it weird that Pooh and Piglets, uh, Piglet choose to wear clothes that don't seem to serve any real function? We'd we'll love to hear your very serious thoughts and insight into this. This is a great question. And I think it's because I did read
0: somewhere that um they actually have all these like um, heinous tattoos like over the, all of their bodies and like when because it's a kids' show, they can't expose the tato- the messages and so when they're off air they they actually have other shows that they do. They don't just do the kids show. they do like an adult show late night, they do like you know hanging out. They probably have like a little podcast where they talk about, you know, political issues impacting, you know, uh, natural conservation and their species and whatnot.
1: So, who has got like, you know, skull and crossbones, hammer and sickle on one side, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like derogatory terms on the yeah, other side. Yeah, that's right,
0: that's right. You know.
2: Only in that area.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's got Piglet. a chest? Yeah
2: all over his torso
0: that's right that's right right.
2: so you know. can i ask a clarification question i didn't think what piglet had on his torso was clothing i thought that was just his body
1: so i think that there are particular episodes of winnie the pooh um where you piglet you see piglet's taken off his top and it's like on the washing
2: but with no tattoo
1: oh Pip, I think your
0: theory has been debunked. Oh. Uh, no, that's what, they, that's what they call censorship. And um, they talk about it probably on their podcast, about like the, the, like na- makeup, the makeup you know, PC culture and getting the way of you know, all that. Anyway. Um,
1: it's just now time for me to say, uh, this is very providential. This email came from our loyal listener, Vivian Chen. Oh, really? No. <laughs> oh, there you go. Good question, Viv. Thanks, Viv. You should join us, Viv, sometime for uh, The Bible Boys.
0: We need to change the name from The Bible Boys to The Bible... People. People. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we could be Bible Banter.
0: The Bible, Bible banter. banter. hey. What about just like... I don't know, something more
1: like... Like just... Cha- Serious? Just chatting or... Chatting. Like, something more like... No, I don't know. Bible Boys has a Well, listeners, really if you have ideas, you can always email us at... The Bible Boys with a Z, at gmail.com. What's that email again, Pip?
0: That's the Bible Boys with a Z at gmail.com.
1: <laughs> What's that email self?
2: It's the Bible Boys with a Z at Gmail.com. <laughs> I was gonna say Z. I Do
1: Isn't ever say Z? An, an I yeah. I, I like saying Z. Just to It's not Led
0: Zeppelin. <laughs>
2: I think it's like the alphabet. <laughs> the alphabet. The alphabet song. Oh yes. When you say Z at the end, it continues the rhyming. Yes. Whereas if you say Zed... Yes, not, it's
1: no, relevant. that's right, that's yes. right, that's right. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, what have you been uh, thinking about recently? Uh, Pip, what have you been thinking about recently?
0: Um, well, as you might know, if you know me at all, like my background is marketing, and like I, I've been thinking more and more about marketing, particularly like church marketing and social media and stuff like that. A few questions. One thing that came to mind is it's really sad, I find it really sad when I'm scrolling on Instagram and I get to the point where it says, you're all caught up, because it's like, this is like an actual, uh, you know, social media company telling me, you eh, know, take it easy.
1: I've never had that before.
0: You've never, you've never gone to, you're all caught up? I've never gone to, you're all caught up really? on Instagram. Have you ever scrolled so far that it says, you're all caught up, like a little tick?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like as in like, there's nothing new past yes, this point. Yeah. I've
1: seen it on Twitter. But I've never done it on Instagram. Do you tweet? Are you a Twitter guy? Do I'm you a tweet? Twitter guy. Do you tweet? Sometimes. I mostly lurk because Twitter is a really good place to get a temperature check on what some people are saying. Because whenever a news, like, media company says, you know, outrage over the, It's always on Twitter. Yeah. So it's good to, to check that stuff. Do you have a TikTok? No.
0: Mm, yeah, me neither. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing. That's one little uh, anecdote. But the other thing i was wondering about um do you have do you have people or companies that you follow that post way too much and follow-up question are there some people or companies that post so much but you don't really mind because the content is valuable and interesting and then some that are annoying because the content isn't valuable or interesting and so I think, yeah, but the deeper question is like, is is constant exposure the problem, or is it the quality of content is the problem? Do you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, I think it's the quality of content personally. I think if it's all good stuff, I don't mind constant posting, but if it's, you know, why why are you posting this? Mm. It, it's it's a bit strange. Yeah, yeah. I think there are a few pages that I follow on Facebook, which I will not name, that um, I go, oh okay, I think. It's just it was there. They had a post that they had to fill, and so they just scrambled this together. Yeah,
0: the, I mean, yeah. One of the reasons I ask is because there's this very influential and like you know famous and wealthy um, marketing guru at the moment. Is his name Pip for the Rich? No. it's yeah. Yeah, Don't nah, nah. okay. um, laugh. Nah, nah, nah. Have you heard of Have you heard Have you heard of this guy Gary um, V? Gary. I don't know Vaynerchuk Ve- or Ve- Noc, I don't, can't pronounce no. he's this guy who created this um uh, wine e-commerce business yeah right. in like the 90s noughties and you know like 80 million dollars or yeah. later like yeah. 60 million or something um, but he his philosophy is to post 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 a lot and so whether you're a, a, like a whatever your company is post 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 mm. But make sure that it's um, not. And he's got this thing about not overproducing content, as in just keeping very simple, keeping very conversational. Not posting things in order that people buy things or do things. Yeah, right. But posting things in order to kind of connect, as mm-hmm. like to to like just converse. And so a lot of his videos are just him kind of chatting and talking and um, ideas yeah. and stuff. I'm just wondering, like translating that into church land, you know. I'm wondering, you know, if Paul was around today and, you know, planning churches everywhere, would he be using Facebook and Instagram, you know, TikTok? Would he be using those platforms to try to get a greater reach with his ideas mm-hmm. and messaging? What do you think? I, um,
2: um, I'm just trying to think, like, what would be the equivalent in h- and Paul's historical context because I think there's a limitation to what you can communicate online um, in that I think you, at most you can do small little bits whereas I feel like public speaking like I feel like Paul would make use of TED talks
1: mm, that's like, a very can, good insight I can yeah.
2: see Paul doing TED talks yes but like a lot of like little social media posts yes. or things not that much
1: well you know medium is pretty big in uh, a lot of, like, especially amongst the tech company community. Do you know about Medium? What is Medium? Medium is essentially a blogging platform, but it's meant to be, like, a higher-end blogging platform. Right. And, um, there are a few Medium posts that go viral. Um, I uh, have
0: seen it pop up on Facebook. Yeah. Medium.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I could see Paul doing Medium posts or something. But, you know, he wrote letters. He mm. did write letters. he did prefer... I think the New Testament writers prefer face-to-face.
2: Although Paul did say that um, he's he was really not a very good or impressive public speaker. Mm. Um, yeah, and in fact, he I think he even describes that as like a limitation in himself, mm. his, poor, his poor speaking skills. But I mean, I think about the length of his letters, I mean, I guess I don't know how long the Alfred's letter was back then, but I reckon that would have been an almost expensive scroll, yes, paper, ink, undertaking.
0: Yeah, but, but if if he knew, if he had the ability to create a video and to put it online to be seen by Rome and Spain and yes, all those places, yes, yes. like, I'm
1: sure he would have done, he would, would have done something. Because his goal was reach, wasn't it? Yeah. it was to reach. Well, yeah. It's actually worth saying that, yeah, Christians throughout the ages have always utilised the latest technological communication platforms to reach people. One of the things that made Billy Graham so um, widespread was television. He knew how to get in touch with television producers mm. um, and use that, like, to to spread yeah. like, a bunch of stuff. There is a question about, you know, social media. What is the equivalent? And I,
0: just one of the things I've been thinking about is like with, because I mean, a lot of the
1: bigger churches
0: in our area do use Facebook and are pretty with it, you know. But I'm wondering, are they? Because a lot of the tactics, a lot of the kind of messaging and stuff put out seems to be. From like ten years ago, mm. like, hey, we're running this event. If you're interested in this, come along to this. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah. Whereas nowadays, it's not trying. Like most of the successful, you know, marketing is not about the. It's not about um, getting people to do something. It's about trying to form a relationship by having valuable content. Yeah, free valuable content. And getting the relationship going.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know, know? that? No, no, that's helpful. Yeah, there you go. Of of course, obviously, this is. Yeah, and I know you're not suggesting this, but this would not replace the bread and butter of people interacting with other people. Oh yeah, yeah. the church. Yeah. 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 But yeah, good thoughts. I, I I do wonder if um, like I remember, three A's that I came across: awareness, appraisal, action appraisal being like you know information mm. but those are three things that you're kind of doing with your marketing awareness raising it and that should be the the, the big thing mm. that you're wanting to do appraisal telling people details like you want to do that but it's you got to be careful you're in a overloading and then mm. action which is calling people to mm. come and do something but it should be like you know decreasing as yeah. you, you know, awareness appraisal action anything. yeah yeah Maybe that's like just saying, hey, we're here. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're doing at church. Mm. This is what our growth groups are doing. You know, mm. whatever it may be. Maybe. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Um, Self, what have you been thinking about? And I don't think I'll share anything today because of the length of this already. Sure. But yeah, sure. Maybe, Self, you can share what you've been thinking about.
2: I mean, I mean, again, I have a list of Bible voice. What do you say, thinking about? Anything. It, just anything. Anything. Just anything. Just Thoughts. Just anything. Anything. Literally anything. Just a literally anything that is
1: appropriate to share. Okay.
2: All right. Um, Well, I've been on um, Pinterest a fair bit and some things that have been popping up are rental hacks. Ooh. Have you ever heard of rental hacks mm. before? It's like things to um, you decorate. Ha- you can rent a
0: hacksaw. <laughs> right. $20, $20 a day. <laughs> <laughs> Just sh- <laughs>
2: Um, No, they're, like, uh, they're meant to be hacks that um, can improve the design or look of your rental home Mm. without damaging or making any permanent changes to the home so the idea is that you can take it all down um when you move and get your deposit back Um, but there is this one hack that seems to be the most popular which is contact paper from kmart in particular which is so you contact your kitchen cabinet doors and bench tops um a whole bunch of different things just seems like a lot of work to me and apparently when you lift it off there's just like all this glue underneath and how would you clean that off i think some of these frontal hacks they're just a bit a bit extreme
1: so contact paper as in like to to cover is it meant to be like to protect it so no
2: it's like, so you can get like marble, yeah. right? So that you so if you've got like a granite bench top yes. or something, you can turn it into like a marble bench. Top, yeah, right. Um, in terms of look. Yes. And the, oh, so it's aesthetic. It's aesthetic, right. yeah. So they're meant to be like water resistant, grease resistant, and heat resistant. Um, although I'm a bit iffy about the heat resistant. I can imagine if you put it right next to a stovetop, it would slowly start to melt. Mm. Um, which again, would incur damage. Yeah, um, yeah. But... Yeah, it's just interesting the lengths that people will go to yes. um, to to have their space look nice. And on one hand, I get it because I mean my background is in design, but it just seems like like a lot. <laughs>
1: there you go. That's really really interesting because like why is it? it do they actually look good? They, just, they do. Oh, they, they actually, do. Okay, so they they that makes sense. They do actually though. look good. Yeah. They,
2: it's actually surprising. It look they people that literally do it everywhere, like on their whole like every cabinet door inside the cabinets. Um, on the outside of the cabinets, the bench tops, they redo the whole thing. Yes. It actually looks like a brand new kitchen. Yeah,
1: kind
2: of. But yeah, I can't imagine it would last very long. I mean, some of the other hacks were um, a lot of tension rods, which yes. you then put shelves on to yes. create more shelves in um, cupboards. Um, other things like people, there are like stick on tiles or wallpaper that you can then take off. Um, off the wall so that if you don't like the paint colour or something you can put up your own colour but then take it down mm. um, a lot of people want to put like um, you know those glass sliding wardrobe doors a lot of people put like frosted film oh. or other things on it um, yeah or, or even laminate flooring in their bathrooms
1: there you go so ideas for maybe next year when you yeah, guys uh, depending too. on where
2: you
0: go yeah
1: yeah potentially
2: I don't want I- to damage anything.
0: I've got a good rental hack, which is you put a for rent sign outside your own <laughs> place, right? And then you just get heaps of people coming in and just being like, so how do you think you would use this space? Yes. And that way you get a lot of different I people did. saying, you could do this, you could do that. And you're like, hmm. And it's free consultation. Yes. And then you say, all right, right, we'll, we'll keep being in touch. And then you and then take, you take the, the sign side. down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think that would be hugely beneficial.
1: No, no, no. It's a hack. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you're interested in rental hacks, you can go on Pinterest. Pinterest. Do they just type in rental hacks?
2: Yeah, literally.
1: Wow, it's is it Pinterest. its its own category?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's oh. a, it's a big it's a big big trend on, on Pinterest really on rental hacks. There you go. It's often it's often phrased like they're often like links to BuzzFeed articles. Fifteen things you can do without your landlord knowing, or something yeah.
1: like that. Yeah. Well, sounds. Actually- <laughs> actually- <laughs> You know, I was just thinking, like, some churches, instead of doing big renovation projects, they could just do some of these rental, rental hacks. hacks. You'd save so much yeah, money. That's totally. it. Yeah. Can
2: you imagine if we put um, contact, marble contact paper over the stainless steel bench in the kitchen?
1: Yeah. What would you think? No, I'm from, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> you, 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 you asked me if I could imagine it, That's and it. I, I could imagine <laughs> yeah. it.
2: That's it. That's
1: it. it. So, it's been a joy to have you join us. So, have you found it?
2: It's it's been a good experience. It was uh, it was better than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> Wonderful.
1: You can yeah. see how we've oh, got well. the lights and the heavy content. Yes.
2: Yeah. Nice. Nice mix of both. That's right. It's a nice. Nice bite-sized episode. Although I don't know what the editing process will be like.
0: But... It's basically no editing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, As is that's... raw material. Yes.
1: So thanks for joining us. Uh, I've really enjoyed your presence here and you do. Uh, you're, you're well. Thanks yes. For me. It's a joy for you to be here. Come back sometime.
2: <laughs> oh, I will, probably, yeah. That's right. I'm and around, do you, it's do you, in our house. That's so. true.
1: Do you think you will listen to the Bible Boys now?
2: I think I will. I think I will. I have actually been meaning to. One you. new listener. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dude, talk about marketing. We're up by
0: 50 <laughs> Yeah,
1: woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it uh, for another week of the Bible Boys. Thank you, Pip. Thank
0: you, James. Thank
1: you, sir. See you
0: next time. See you next time. <laughs>